0: to get started. Peace.
1: Hello and welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Studley.
0: Good morning. My name is Seth Studley. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, and today is day 38 of AOM Q&A. Today's title is Forgiving Myself, Building Trust, and Healthy Boundaries with Toxic Parents.
1: If you're new here, welcome. We have over 250 episodes of all sorts of things related to marriage and relationships, so check them out. And as always, today's show is brought to you by Audible. We love audiobooks, and we want you to enjoy them as well. So go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage and get your free audiobook on us because we love you and we want you to grow and enjoy life.
0: That's right. A lot of you guys have, and we really honestly appreciate it. So thank you. High five for Audible. High five. Although I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, please do not substitute this podcast or any other podcast or book for actual therapy. Go get help. Talk to somebody if you need it.
1: And before we dive into today's questions, we're going to read our review of the day.
0: Which this this is is a a really
1: long one, but it's good. You can read it.
0: Okay. One second. Five stars. Amy Beck. Changing my marriage one episode at a time. That's right. My husband and I have been married for almost 10 years now, and I've always considered myself one of the lucky ones with very few struggles in my marriage until recently. Within the last few years, we added a very spirited to- toddler to our family, began renovating a house from top to bottom while continuing to run our demanding small business. The season of life seems to leave us emotionally and mentally drained at the end of the day with little time together. As a result, we found ourselves constantly bickering and more disconnected than ever. We both wanted to fight for our marriage, but felt stuck in a cycle of bad habits and unhealthy patterns. After a particularly rough fight. I scoured through marriage podcasts for any kind of help out there. I sifted through the few duds before I landed on yours. Your authenticity and honesty about your own struggles set you apart from others that really resonated with me. You aren't afraid to get real about heavier topics but still throw in a healthy dose of humor for entertainment value. I quickly binged through the first season and have become an avid daily listener. My husband and I have been going through the audio workbook as well. That's awesome. Which has led to some great discussions between us. We've also started implementing some of the tools we've learned from the past episodes such as taking timeouts and when we flipped our lid.
1: No, taking timeouts when we flipped our lids. Oh,
0: using the clearing structure and starting a gratitude jar. We're not out of the woods yet, but I am so grateful that I stumbled upon this podcast for all the tools and knowledge I have received through it. I feel much more equipped to survive this season in our marriage and hopefully find our our way out on the other side stronger and healthier than ever before. Thank you, Seth and Melanie. Side note, my husband was a big Emory fan back in high school when we met, so that was a fun fact to learn about, Seth. That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks. This is, this is why we do it. It helps others and it helps ourselves. And there's a great quote by Zig Ziglar, the famous dude, motivational dude, that says, if you help others, if you help enough others get what they want, you will get you what you want. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of like what's funny how is I think it works. is it what we hey, want. Amy, we just read your uh, thing. <laughs> <Welcome>.
1: <laughs> what we want is for couples to have strong and healthy marriages. So that's funny. I didn't ever think about that. What we want is for people to be healthy and happy.
0: Yeah. And guess what? If we want that, we receive that too. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: So thank you for that review. It's awesome to get reviews like that. And although it was long, I was like, oh, we can't not read the whole thing. It's too yeah. good. And, and, yeah. and so we really appreciate reviews. We've mentioned it before. If you haven't reviewed the show, please review the show if you enjoy it. Um, if you don't enjoy it, don't review it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so and then the, the first question that I want to talk about is actually a an additional response to yesterday's question where we talked about um, a fiancé discovering that there was sexual, like some sort of s- hidden sexual abuse in mm-hmm. her husband, future husband's family because I kept just thinking, I'm like, I didn't say what I was trying to say and I didn't quite have the wording down so I took some notes and but it's also um, applicable to lots of things so I'm going to read the things that I wrote because okay. um, I think they're really, really helpful. So... Um, most people are genuinely generally more afraid than they are self assured or strong so just let's start at that basis we talk about um, we talk about this in our hide the guns episode in season 1 where um, so matt and i and seth were talking about why i would not tell some why seth would not tell someone that i was harming him cuz i was harming seth i was hitting him and scratching him regularly like on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. But Seth wouldn't tell anybody. And Matt was like, "Why wouldn't you tell somebody?" And he's like, "I was embarrassed. I didn't I felt weird. I didn't want to." And and we had a conversation about the power of feeling embarrassed or being ashamed of something Shamed, or whatever. Yeah. And how that impacts our ability just as a normal person to function. So if you haven't heard that, you can listen to Hide the Guns. It's in season one of our show. So it's something like exposing a family secret, sharing that abuse has taken place, or that a partner has cheated on you, literally feels like doing something that physically scares you, like a high ropes course or something like that, right? Um, And so when I did the high ropes course, we did one recently, some part of my brain knew I'm totally safe. 100% 100% safe. I have double harnesses connected to two wires. I'm not, if I fall, I'm not going to actually fall. I'm just going to hang there, right? Mm-hmm. I knew that I was safe in my rational mind, but there was a part of my body that was like, get down now. Right. What are you doing? Right. And so, in that sa- situation, because I have harnesses on, I know I'm not going to fall. I know everything is there. and I have a helmet on. I knew I, I had enough rational brain power to sort of override the um, lizard brain, right? But when it comes to relational things, what people often don't realize, like emotional things, is that their body will react physically to emotional upset. Mm -hmm. So if I'm feeling like, oh my gosh, my husband just cheated on me, I need to tell somebody, it's like going on a high ropes course and going, telling someone equals walking out on this wire. Right. Right? It it doesn't. Nothing's going to happen other than I might actually get help.
0: Yeah. I I like... uh in the book I'm reading again, The the Big Leap by Gay Hendrix, he talks about how our bodies give us signals mm-hmm. and it's, you know, like the gut feeling, like, oh, I feel it in my throat or like my chest gets tight or my back is sore, there's tension in my neck or anything. These are all literally banners that says, bro, sister, slow down. This is something, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. I have ignored the h out of that for I my like, entire no, life h out of it no i'm serious yeah, no, and uh just it's just that idea so if if I, I would say walk towards that feeling and ask yourself okay why am i having that feeling what happened mm-hmm. what was a precursor you know yeah to that and i don't know if that has anything to do with what you're well yeah to no so again. in
1: here i say our brains are not separate from our bodies the way that people think like think about it like this your brain you should not be afraid of like you know some people are afraid of really weird things like Spiders that don't that can't kill you. Like some people are terrified of a spider that cannot harm you. Uh, we should be able to rationalize that out of our bodies, but we can't. Mm-hmm. We can't rationalize the fear of heights out of ourselves. Tell someone who's afraid of heights, oh, just get over it.
0: Well, that's trying to un- undo, you know, f- zillions of years of programming.
1: Yeah, and it's exactly like that when something bad emotionally happens in our lives. A partner cheats. Maybe your brother rapes somebody. Maybe your, you know, best friend commits a murder. These things happen all the time and our body responds and tells our it 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 like lizard brain into action like a superhero that Mm -hmm. just doesn't know what to do right like it thinks Everything is on fire, everything's bad. The cave there's a saber tooth tiger in our cave and it freaks mm-hmm. out and then our rational brain cannot figure out, oh, it's okay, I'm actually connected with two harnesses, I'm not gonna fall.
0: Right. So right? something that I do personally myself and I use this with work and clients too, when anxiety comes up or whatever is something triggering, and especially with homeless clients that I work with, I'm like, Okay, let's do this thing. It's called a body check-in and like, oh, I'm having some kind of reaction. You literally If you could see me right now, I'm like just, okay, put my hands on my chest, Mm -hmm. I feel my arms, like I feel my legs, Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. You're sort of centering yourself? Well, you're you're like reassuring your brain that your hands can feel your own body. Uh Like, it it, it may sound silly, but it really works. It's like, okay, I'm here, Mm -hmm. I'm okay, there's no... The, you know, the threat or whatever. And it just kind of like, it it, it switches your It slows you down, mm-hmm. right? And uh, it's called a body check-in, mm-hmm. which is a cool exercise. Yeah.
1: and so one of the main reasons I wanted to bring this up is that this very function, and I don't know what it's called, but like the idea that our body crosses over, um, it, it twists up things like emotional anxiety and and. An actual danger, it twists them up and we don't know what to do about it. And so often we think that people who don't tell us that they have abuse or people who, for example, if someone is being abused, we go, what? Why don't they just tell somebody? Why don't they just go to the police and tell somebody? There's so much to it. It's like telling someone who's afraid of heights to get on a tall thing and walk on it. Like, why, why don't they just do it? Right. And I think it's so damaging, but not only is it like, I'm not saying, the damaging part is not the biggest part. It's it's to help us understand and have compassion for people who don't tell you that something right. is going on.
0: Just because you're not having a hard time with something and you say, oh, I can I can climb that yeah. mountain, you know, but a Definitely. person in a wheelchair or dif- somebody that's differently mm-hmm. abled is like, no, that's the hardest thing. So you really have to take a minute and go... Okay, this is their perspective, it's not mm-hmm. my perspective. Just because I can do it doesn't mean they can, mm-hmm. just because they do something doesn't mean that I want yeah. to. You know? And
1: oftentimes, this is why people hide abuse and assault because it feels like they're exposing like something that's going to get them killed. Like, right. like a person, like a, I think of, like, honestly, I think of Smaug in The Lord of the Rings or in The Hobbit when he's flying over um, the Dale. La- Dale and he has one like little empty scale spot right i won't tell you how it ends <laughs> but <laughs> he's like he's exposing a part of him that is uh, like the underbelly of animals like animals almost never just show you their stomach because that's the most sensitive part. right right and, and that's what it feels I, like. and
0: it's uh when when folks go through trauma sometimes that trauma is triggered and your ptsd response goes back to there uh-huh. right and like you, yeah, it's You all, do anything to not go back there. And it's right. like that
1: book Seth mentions, The Body Keeps the Score, which I haven't read it yet. But it's that idea that you have like that trauma stays inside of you. It's because you've been washed with the chemicals of what that trauma was and it stays inside of you. And so there are incidents where where it will like essentially turn the light switch on for that trauma to kind of re... Uh, illuminate who mm-hmm. you are. So there's just so much in there. And I just, I wanted to just talk about that and get it out of my brain because I knew I did a poor job yesterday of explaining it. And I think it's really important that people understand when people don't share that they're being abused or they have to share some terrible news, like their brother has done something horrible or their son has, or their daughter has committed a crime that's just really awful. There's a part of us as humans that thinks that. Sharing is dangerous, and mm-hmm. it can—it actually can be dangerous. But more often than not, it's actually not dangerous, and it's helpful. But um, I just wanted to talk about that to help someone understand it. I don't know. It's if it
0: helpful matters. to process. Yeah. Okay. Hi, y'all. I just wanted to thank you so much for the podcast. I found it back in February when my husband and I were going through a point—pointless fight after fight. So I searched for this marriage podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Yours was somewhere in the top twenty. Ooh, that's good. Now
1: listen to this.
0: And after seeing the five-star average, y'all have.
1: I have decided to listen. So after seeing the five star average, I'm just pointing oh, that okay. out because so it matters.
0: When you review when you it review helps other it people. matters. Anyway, I've been blazing through the content, trying to catch up to real time, and just listened to episode one hundred seventy six Resentment with Dr. Steven Stosny. In the final few minutes of this episode, it hit me. I don't resent my spouse, I resent my parents. Ooh. Both of them for different reasons. And because of both and because both of them are toxic. But that alone has brought so many fights into my marriage, especially around the holidays when my husband's side of the family has four to five Christmas parties do you have any tips for not resenting them but still wanting to maintain a healthy distance thanks so much
1: um somehow when you read it it made sense i was trying to read it and i couldn't make sense of it i think i'm twisting of a word uh, well i have dyslexia so <laughs> not surprising um but what are your initial thoughts for one thank you for thank you for everyone who rated the show so that she could find the show
0: that's right and thank you for writing in this mm-hmm. comment Go and review too <laughs> Oh, boy. So we talk about family of origin stuff a lot, Mm -hmm. and I'm so glad, sorry, so glad that you've discovered that you don't resent your husband. Mm -hmm. It's your parents that you resent because in some ways, your relationship with your husband, with your spouse, is more important than your relationship with your parents. And I know you're like, what did you just say, right?
1: I, I would say maybe it's not more important. It's just... It's not more
0: important. It is... Oh,
1: I have a really good analogy. So it's like if there are... Two wires like like tightrope wires. Your relationship with your parents is one, your relationship with your partner is another. And if you can reach across the wire and hold on health in a healthy way, you can balance one another out well. Mm. Often it's not that way. Often the parents are jockeying to be in charge or the spouse is like, No, you're my you know, we're mm-hmm. it's us now and forget them. Mm-hmm. But it's really it can be a really beautiful, delicate, helpful thing yeah. if it's done well. But That's often a good analogy. it's not. Yeah. i I have lots of those.
0: I know you do. Which is good.
1: Um, Continue talking. Uh, Let's see. You you were were saying you have something, you have like things all over you.
0: Was. Okay. Uh, Well, okay. For if you do have parents that don't have good boundaries, if you do have parents that are toxic, then your relationship with your husband is much more important because that will bring you more stability more strength more kind of like inner peace than trying to deal with your parents right so decide with your husband like hey what are we going to do what do we both want to do what is what's your version of healthy what is my version of healthy and then be on the same page with that. I say that all the time. Like if you guys have interlocked arms and you talk about, you know, parenting and in-law stuff and all this stuff, you will move forward in a better way than you would if like, well, this and this, it was funny because we were talking about this topic this morning online and i read the titles. I was like, holy crap, this is Mm -hmm. serendipitous, right? So it's, um, what, what kind of family do you and your husband together want to have? What kind of boundaries do you want? I want to
1: say something so bad.
0: Thank you for not interrupting. I know you're practicing that. Okay, go ahead.
1: Um, So one of the things that is actually related to the, uh, the next question as well is that... So I want you to watch out for a few things. So you said, I realized... In the beginning, you said my husband and I were having pointless fight after pointless fight. Then you had this realization that you resent your parents, right? So think about how that manifested itself in your marriage. You probably... Perpetuated the thing you hate the most in your family of origin, mm. and part of that is unknowingly. That we, yeah, un- totally unknowingly, we are creatures of habit. Like humans, uh, their brains are designed. Our brains are designed are designed to do the things we know. Right, I know complaining. I know sarcasm. Mm-hmm. I know not saying hello to someone when they walk in the door. I know not hugging people. That's <laughs> I what know.
0: I, you know it well.
1: <laughs> that's what I know from my family of origin. Right or wrong, doesn't matter. That's what I know. And I have perpetuated that w- without conscious effort. I've perpetuated that. And so why I'm bringing that up is that once you have that uh, once you have that knowledge, you go, oh, I'm perpetuating something I don't want to perpetuate. I'm resentful about this and it's coming through my in my family this way, into my relationship this way. Then you have the power to begin to change that pattern uh, on purpose. You have the power to say... Um, because because right now you're creating the family of origin for your children, right? Mm-hmm. So your life is now, if you've got children, uh, you will become your parents to them, if that makes sense. Right. Like you will have that same impact on them. So having that ability, like you were saying, to say, what do we actually want? What does it look like? How do we get there, right? Um, and I, I don't know. I think it's really important to understand, though, that... Uh, our our brains just go to what they know and if and if you know um, if you know binging on McDonald's you're not going to care about a five-star experience cuz your body knows McDonald's you it's going to want to go back
0: something interesting and my brother told me this and I've seen it in the woods cuz I'm oh, a yeah. hunter and like on any deer trail or even like possum or raccoon trails they're like smaller mm-hmm. cuz there are those and uh, coyote trails they're always the easiest way to get to something, mm-hmm. you know, and um, what what did my brother... The path of least resistance. Yeah, it's the path of least resistance, and it's what we know, it's too, what you know, you know? Yeah. and then you... It's, so he that's noticed because interesting...
1: he saw our dog had worn a trail.
0: Well, yeah, you'll see a dog trail or deer trail mm-hmm. in the woods or whatever. But um, the
1: question says, uh, how do I... Do you have any tips for not resenting your parents, but still wanting to maintain a healthy distance? I think the first tip, honestly, is like goes back to the question or the thing I mentioned earlier about like people th- who perpetuate toxic behavior for one they usually have no clue mm-hmm. um, secondly they are doing it either because they've learned it from their parents right right it's just a habituated thing they have no one they have no idea Two, it's just a habit they like literally can't stop themselves but three it's also the function of your brain to say i'm in danger if, if someone says hey you have toxic behavior i immediately like like i think someone's trying to kill me i like you know hunker down i cover my stomach like don't stab me right it's Mm -hmm. that kind of like uh it's it's all of these kind of what is it physiological uh Mm -hmm. what's the other one though the one that sounds really cool um when your brain impacts your biology your physiology i mean so it's Mm. psychosomatic
0: no I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, but it's that well, um, idea. I was going to say something, and I've learned as a therapist over the last 12 years, most parents and most people are honestly trying to do the best that they know how with the tools that they have. Yeah. So that's a good tool for not like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe my dad is that way or my mom or whatever. And it's like, sure, we can think that, and that's resentment. And balancing that out with like, Okay, Seth, remind yourself they are literally trying to do the best that they know how. That doesn't excuse like bad behavior or anything mm-hmm. stupid, which you are in charge, and you can make boundaries around that. Um, uh, f- what was I saying? I just read a comment and uh, lost my Well, can I say something, <laughs> hey, though, Kenan, too? So
1: if people have, uh, think of it like this. We all get a different tool set from our parents. We get a different skill set. We learn different trades, and we get different tools from our parents. Some people's parents have had such... Little training in their own emotional and relational intelligence that they're essentially handing you like a Barbie toolkit for, um, you know, or like a vet set. Like Barbie checks animals' ears here. Like, what are you talking
0: I, about? Like, they
1: hand you a, a set of tools that is not helpful in your life. Like play that's, tools? Yes. Okay. Because that's all they had. So right. they're saying my skill set, my tools that I had are like, I don't know, hand me down play school set mm-hmm. here. And so you can't get angry at them for the level at which they were taught, right. and the level of tools and the, the the kind of tools that they received from the generation ahead of them, which, mind you, you have no clue they're a past abuse and trauma because right. people don't share it because it feels like you're going to get killed mm-hmm. if you share it. Mm-hmm. So often our parents have experienced like unbelievable things that we have no idea. They were teenagers once. They were young kids. But if if
0: all they ever use is a hammer and you're like, hey, there's other things to use and you using the hammer all the time is affecting my marriage Mm -hmm. and our kids, then let's let's talk about some boundaries. Yeah, and
1: my my point in saying that the different tools that we all acquire uh, is that it helps me to not feel resentment towards people that I'm like, why are they such a jerk? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, they probably have tools that aren't efficient, for the job they probably have not inherited a skill set of like how to even use the tools that they have Mm -hmm. so i can't get angry at them it's not helpful right people have hurt that they don't ever share yeah usually
0: anger doesn't help out but you can step back and look at it Mm -hmm. and think about it so somebody asked how do you get your spouse to see their parents toxic actions if they grew up in it that one's really hard yeah that That was that has been something that melanie has shown me Cause I grew up, and obviously my family of origin. Then I've tried to show her, and we eventually came to an understanding. Like, oh yeah, I know my dad is nuts, or I know, you know, your mom does goofy things, kind of thing. You know, oh, and guess what? Now you're doing those nuts things. You're doing those goofy things mm-hmm. too, and you can say, okay, uh, okay, here's a, a really good example of that. So I can go back to South Carolina or whatever, and family may treat me a certain way that I'm like, I wish. They wouldn't treat me that way. It makes me feel like crap. It Mm -hmm. makes me doubt myself, all this stuff, right? Oh, guess what? I'd perpetuate that same behavior to Melanie, and she can say, we've had conversations to where you know how that feels Mm -hmm. when that's done to you. Mm -hmm. Well, you are doing that to me, Mm -hmm. and it makes me feel like crap, right? And I'm like, oh, snap. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's a thing, right? So uh, tracking the behavior back to your spouse, if your spouse is complaining... Or not complaining, but just sharing with you like, yeah, my mom or dad does this, this and this. It's like, well, you know, sweetie, sometimes you have done that to me, mm-hmm. you know, and you know that it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. So I don't want you to perpetuate that behavior. Yeah. You do have the power to well, stop that and yeah. change that traje- trajectory.
1: In a practical sense, what I would say too is that you could use the clearing structure. So you can go to anatomyofmarriage.com and get the clearing structure. It's under our tools tab. And using the clearing structure is a great way to uh, like you can you have to make this something that is not directly correlated and related to your partner in the moment that you're talking about it. So if your partner's Mm -hmm. parents do something that is very harmful and then your partner just did that thing,
0: Mm -hmm. it
1: is not necessarily the best time because they're going to feel guilt and shame and you are blaming them. Right. right? And don't
0: say like, oh, hey, you know, George or. Uh, oh, you're like parent. You're acting like Susan yeah. right now. Yeah, you know? and I
1: mean, the best thing you want to do is remove any uh, guilt, or not guilt, uh, blame, shame, like...
0: Or criticism. Criticism. You're just being your dad again.
1: Yeah, you might want to talk about, oh, oh, here's the perfect thing. Mm. So in the app that we're creating, there's this thing called the marriage meeting agenda where you talk about things like, so this is perfect. If you're not dealing with this like literally right now, write it down that you want to talk about it later when things are calm. But have a a marriage meeting and say, hey, uh, there's some stuff I would like to talk about, but the marriage meetings are always done with love. They're kind, they're inviting, they're inquisitive, they're curious, they're never blaming, shaming whatever Mm -hmm. Um, but talking about it when your partner does those behaviors is going to give you nothing but a terrible time right so don't do that.
0: Right. Um, okay. We don't have time for the last question because we got to wrap it up why? here. Because we're almost out of time. We've plenty of time. We don't have plenty of time because i got to go. So, sorry. We'll save it for next time.
1: I'm so frustrated. Uh, I'm
0: so sorry. So, I just remembered this, which is lame because I should have it on a calendar, which I do, but a daily calendar. July 25th, you guys, we are having a Seattle aom meetup it's going to be something casual we're going to meet at a restaurant slash bar i was thinking about that german place maybe down in tacoma but that might be too far to go yeah and just like hang out so if you want to come down for the the evening from from uh vancouver from portland do you have more time come and join us we
1: are the title is even wrong now
0: oh okay i'm sorry go for it
1: can we ask it yes okay okay I'm sorry
0: my husband and i are rediscovering our love that's good but our discon- but we're discon- disconnected oh for 12 years.
1: Our disconnect was for 12 years. The standard uh the standard after our first child was born. The feelings of hurt and rejection from us both ultimately culminating in anger and resentment. We had our aha moment when I discovered my husband was having an emotional affair online, sexting and sharing uh, his worries with another woman. We, I want to move forward. It's been six months and we have made progress. I find myself at times obsessing about what happened. All the, th- all the things done wrong and all the time was we, wa- we wasted pushing each other away. I feel myself doubting whether he is telling me the truth. Then I feel bad about that feeling. I get stuck inside my head and start thinking I won't be enough. We are communicating well, connecting physically and emotionally better than we ever have. How can I stop thinking and rethinking about all the bad things that happened and feelings of fear if that they will happen again? How do I forgive myself? And trust him again.
0: Let me say something before you read your thing. Sure. So uh, I think that the upper limit idea would be good for this. Right, yeah. We are so on the same page. <laughs> 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 you spill your green drink everywhere. Um, the upper limit. So. Uh, when I guess I can describe it as okay, when things are going good, when things are different, sometimes we do something to sabotage that because we feel like maybe we don't deserve it. We're not capable of handle, handling it. And that's just not our lot in life, right? I have done the upper limit so many times with like diet, workout, fun things that we've done. I've just he's gotten...
1: referencing The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Yes, he the... references in that book The Big Leap, the upper right. limit problem.
0: Mm-hmm. So I want you to. Be very aware of where you might be sabotaging yourself because this worry is like, oh, well, you know, is he doing this? Or like, I don't know. This is too good to be true, which is uh, I want to normalize that worry because oftentimes I've looked at myself and been like, oh, my goodness, things are going really good. When's the other shoe going to drop? Right. And Mm -hmm. that has brought anxiety to my own life and stuff. And then it it makes me not be able to enjoy the moment. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is um, not what we want um it's awesome because okay if i just took all the positive things out of this Mm -hmm. we're connecting more physically connecting more emotionally than ever before Mm -hmm. my husband and i are rediscovering our love right that's awesome Mm -hmm. that is good you're communicating well all this stuff focus on that you want to know why because don't there's the saying don't look back you're not going that way anyway. Yeah, I love right? that. So mm-hmm, that's it's like, good. I'm not going to look back and walk this way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't drive forward while you look in your rear-room mirror. <laughs> yeah, and I think I have a bunch of things too on here. So one right. of the biggest things, um, and this was, we went through this, or I went through this when we went through everything. You can hear about it in season one. But I don't let your f- past guide your future essentially don't look backwards while you're driving forward it will Mm -hmm. never get you where you want to go um if you are religious at all or spiritual you know that bible verse the devil roams around like a lion roaring in fierce hunger Mm -hmm. seeking whom he may devour i reworded it and it's like this hey the devil he's hangry and he's looking right at you girl All right. So the devil's hangry is coming after you. <laughs> is that um, the
0: you go girl version of the you Bible? You go
1: girl Bible. I don't know. Um, I would also suggest learning <laughs> nice. about grit by Angela Duckworth. I'm reading that book right now. It's called Grit. Uh, but read The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. It talks about the upper limit problem. And it goes right back to, you are saying, I'm used to walking on, like if we're using the tightrope analogy, a high mm-hmm. ropes course, I can walk on the one that's 10 feet tall, but going up to 15 feet, I can't do that. That's not for me. Nope. Like it's, it's harder to go higher on the high ropes course. It's harder to relationally and emotionally step above like what your brain has wired to understand. Do you, you want to know, know something I mean? hilarious
0: this mm-hmm. morning on Facebook? I don't know why. And I like watched it for two seconds. There was this German shepherd. Cause you're talking about a tight, tight rope and mm-hmm. stuff. And there's this German shepherd walking on two tight ropes Blindfolded, And I think it was a police dog, like mm-hmm. a canine dog. Mm-hmm. They have to be super agile, you know? Mm-hmm. But can you imagine having four legs, being blindfolded, and not even grippy hands, and walking across the thing, <laughs> right? For that dog to do that, he had to have grit, he had to have determination, mm-hmm. and... Trust. Trust, and the idea didn't even enter his mind that he couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. He was just like, I'm going cautiously to do it, right? So how can you cautiously move forward with the belief that you do deserve good communication, you do deserve a good marriage, you do deserve love and physical happiness and emotional connection?
1: And and it says, how do I forgive myself and him and trust again? Mm. So forgiveness is really crazy because it's like the same concept of cleanliness or motivation. You don't do it once. You don't forgive once and then voila, never brush your teeth again, right? You brush your teeth every day. You take a shower all the time. You clean your clothes. You do the laundry. Trust needs a re-upping all the time. And just because you feel that pang of, oh my gosh, I don't trust him, does Mm -hmm. not mean you actually haven't forgiven him. It just means that you felt the fear of, what if and you can re motivate yourself to trust cuz you say i'm going to trust him right i'm going to tr- even i'm going to forgive myself feeling the pang of uh doubt or what if he does something bad does not mean that you don't trust him or that you haven't forgiven yourself or whatever do you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. um it's it's a it's like brushing your teeth you got to do it all the time you have to wash it's, your it's clothes maintenance. it's it's like, maintenance. It's like yeah.
0: pursuing a good relationship with your you have to maintain spouse. trust it's that's like, a great way to put it oh we're married okay boom Free sex, free communication, free everything. No, that's not how it works. Yeah. You have to work at it, you know? You just don't get a job and goes, yes, they hired me.
1: Now now here's Sweet. the money, getting paid for whatever, you know? like right. it's That's not how right. it works. And I would really encourage you, every time you feel that <clears throat> pang of like, what if he's doing this or whatever, just think of it like brushing your teeth. You're mm-hmm. just, okay, that means I just need to like, resurgence of trust, resurgence mm-hmm. of forgiveness, whatever that looks like. But think of it like an active practice. You gotta do it all the time.
0: okay. I like to use this analogy with anxiety, depression, all kinds of stuff. Okay, think about I'm standing here, right? And I'm looking out over the horizon. There's a single cloud, right? Or or a a gang of clouds, right? I see the cloud, okay? That cloud's moving. It's coming towards me. It's coming, it's coming, coming. That cloud is over me right now. I'm anxious. I'm depressed. I um, am beating myself up for not forgiving myself or having trouble thinking about not forgiving him or whatever. Okay, okay, okay. But guess what? That cloud, it always blows over, mm-hmm. right? It's eventually going to... Of course, there's all kinds of analogies of like mm-hmm. a storm or a hurricane or like, oh, there's literally no clouds. Okay, this is cool. Now I have anxiety about sitting in the no clouds. When, the other, when is the other cloud coming mm-hmm. by, right? So if we if we're able to treat stuff like that, like, okay, this is temporary. This may be a season. This is for a minute. I'll get through it just like I did last time. Okay, poof. It went away. Mm -hmm. I feel better, right? So it's like a maintenance. There's never not going to be clouds in the sky. There's never not going to be a full blue sky day. There's never not going to be, you know, a hundred years of a hurricane, right?
1: And you're saying, um, just to clarify, like you're telling her, if you feel that moment of, oh, I'm feeling like I can't forgive myself, but you've already chose to forgive yourself, Mm -hmm. know that that's a temporary feeling. Like, don't be like, oh, it's truth. I'll never forgive myself. So hold on.
0: Sit in it? Mm -hmm. No. Acknowledge it be willing to sit in it, be willing to go there because it's uncomfortable and then be willing to like, okay, thank you. Let it Because leave, maybe it has it another lesson to teach you mm-hmm. about forgiveness, about um, calmness, about anxiety, about anything. Maybe- Sounds
1: like you're speaking voodoo. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just wanted to say voodoo. I okay. like that word.
0: All right, now we got to go. We do have to so, go.
1: Thank you for these questions. Thank you for rating and reviewing the podcast.
0: When is the app coming? I think on her birthday.
1: Uh, It is, the beta version is coming out on July 21st, which is my birthday. Uh, But it will be, we'll we'll release more information about it, but I'm so excited. I've been editing videos like crazy for it. You worked
0: super hard on it. I love it. And it's going to be awesome, you guys. So We'll
1: let you know tons more. We'll have emails and everything. That's
0: right. Also, the... AOM meetup July 25th. I'm Fridays not sure after my birthday. That's right. I'm not sure what time and where. Well, it'll be in the evening, so we'll have like, you know, drinks and food and, you know, in hanging great, out and stuff. In the greater Seattle area. meet and greet in the greater Se- Seattle area. I'm working on getting a place right now. And it'll, it'll be fun. It'll be mm-hmm. like low-key, calm. Dress up if you want to. Maybe I'll dress up. I don't know. It's kind of fun. Always dress it'll be up. like a super date night. Uh, hanging out with us. The mega we'll, we'll date. We'll get to hang out with you. Yeah, remember to go to anatomyofmarriage.com for other resources. Drop mm-hmm. us a line. Rate and read the show. We love you guys. We're out.
1: Well, hold on. And please send in your questions. Like, oh, please yes. send your questions on Instagram, Facebook. You can email them at hello at anatomyofmarriage.com. All questions are welcome. Share the w- podcast with your married friends, dating friends, and have them sa- share their questions too. Um, and again, rate and review the podcast on iTunes. It is so incredibly helpful. I cannot tell you what people look at the ratings of podcasts and say, eh, or yay. Yeah, so they do. thank you so much That's for everyone. Am. And um, have a lovely day.
0: All right. Have a good weekend. Bye. Bye.